this Pride, everyone's coming through for the Trevor Project on YouTube Shorts. Join us! Create a short showing how you're stepping out for Pride using the hashtag YouTubePrideChallenge. Come through for Pride on YouTube Shorts. Visit YouTube.com backslash Pride. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Stephen Brayton. He is the author of Night Shadows. Now conceived from a paranormal radio show about shadow creatures, Night Shadows is on two ebooks being released in 2011 from Echelon Press. January 15th is a scheduled release date for this X-Files type novel about shadows running amok in Iowa's capital city. Now, although the book is fiction, his family association with the paranormal is not. His Louisiana, aunt, his Louisiana aunt ghostwrites and has been told by at least one medium she has spirits around her. And uh, she and his mom have often used Ouija boards to contact the dead. His nieces and aunt have all claimed to have seen the ghost of his grandmother. Joining me now is Stephen Brayton, the author of Night Shadows. And Stephen, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you very much. Tell me, uh, you've, you're into martial arts and you have an interest in writing. Can, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Well, I started, uh, I moved to uh, this uh, little town in uh, southeast, south central Iowa about mm-hmm. 20 years ago. And uh, I've always been interested in martial arts. 
and uh, the local club had a two-week free course offered. So I dropped in one night and took my two weeks free courses and mm-hmm. then just kept going back. So I, in the 20 years, I've opened my own club. I've uh, reached the degree of uh, fifth degree black belt, and I'm just enjoying martial arts tournaments and teaching classes, teaching uh, uh, kids and adults. You know, when people think about martial arts, they think of Jackie Chan, they think of all these kung fu movies. Uh, but but how does martial arts actually help you as a person, you know, taking away the, the combat aspect of it? Well, that is what uh, a lot of what I teach involves. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, taekwondo teaches people mentally and physically. Obviously, the physical part, we with, with great exercise, proper self-defense, uh, you get to to kick and spar mm-hmm. and break boards and, and, and things like that. But the, the mental aspect, the, the self-confidence and the discipline and the courtesy and the respect, especially for the kids, uh, that they get to improve in school. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, we do some, we do some sparring, but it's not like the, at least in our style, it's not like the, the MMA style that you see, or even the Jackie Chan movies. It's more self-defense based. But uh, but I but I would imagine it also it also has a lot to add to a person's um, mind, body, and spiritual growth. Oh yes, uh, because it helps you not only in the classroom; it mm-hmm. helps you outside of uh, in your work in your school. We have uh, as, as, as an instructor, we go through a lot of training for. Uh, certification. We can't just say, hey, I'm a Taekwondo student. I think I'll open up my own club and start teaching. I have to get in my organization. I have to go through a, a, a several-year training period. And part of that training period is called uh, class management skills. And there's 10 class management skills that I follow every class. And those help me in, in teaching, but I can also take those to my workplace and with, uh, in my dealings with other people. All right, uh, Stephen, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exonation. Stephen Brayton is our special guest. We're talking about Stephen's book. Are you ready for this? Are you sure you're ready? It's Halloween time nearly. The name of his book is Night Shadows. His website is www.stephenbrayton.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-B-R-A-Y-T-O-N. Dot com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as we continue here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Everybody 
Pixel Nation, Stephen Brayton is our special guest. Uh, his website is www.stephenbrayton.com. And Stephen, I could, would you please clarify the two e-books that you've got? I may have led people to believe that your your first e-book is actually going to be in two parts. Sure. The first e-book is Night Shadows, which mm-hmm. is uh, going to be released uh, in mid-January of next year. And then the second e-book, uh, also out by Echelon Press, is going to be in July. And that's a mystery, an action mystery. All right. Um, where did the plot for Night Shadows come from? And, and where did you gather your different concepts and ideas that you wrote into your book, Night Shadows? Well, I've always uh, been interested in horror movies and horror fiction, mm-hmm. and uh, I've written a lot of short stories, but I never had written a full-length novel. And I was sitting around listening to a show similar to The X-Zone, and they were talking about shadow creatures. And I thought of all the paranormal topics that could be talked about, you know, UFOs and Bigfoot and uh, ghosts and uh, reincarnation and things along those lines, I thought shadow creatures sounded very, very interesting because it goes back to an idea that I had uh, that, I, that I've read somewhere in the, in the past where good monster movies or good horror films or books are where you don't see the monster. Mm. So, That's true. I mean, you have all these slasher films where, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the killer comes out in the first 15 minutes and there, I, there he is with the machete and, and you have to deal with him for the next hour and a half. <laughs> But if you have something that sneaks up on you and is hidden, I think that's more, I think that's a lot scarier. So I thought, well, I'll take these shadow creatures that they've been talking about. I'll kind of mix them in with the ghost from uh, Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze movie, The Ghost. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, take a little bit of uh, Lovecraft's Necronomicon, that, that big uh, giant, uh, fantastic grimoire that he uses in a lot of his stories and uh, put that into a, a full-length novel. And I, I just sort of outlined it and it didn't really, I didn't really set out to, to uh, make an X-Files type of plot. It just sort of turned out that way. I was wondering if you could, uh, if you could tell me about some of the paranormal experiences that you yourself have had over the years. Well, uh, unfortunately, my, my personal experiences have been very limited. I've always been open-minded uh, about, paranor- uh, about the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to uh, see or experience something a little bit more substantial. Uh, the, the, the one thing that I have is I live in an apartment house, and uh, I own a big 15-pound uh, cat, and so and he likes to, to come up on the bed with me and, and sleep and cuddle with me every, every morning. But there are times when I'm getting ready for bed that Thomas is not around. Thomas is the cat. And I'm lying there, and, and mm-hmm. I've got my eyes closed and, and just trying to relax and drift away. And I'll feel something, some pressure near the foot of the bed. And I'm not moving, and nothing else is in the room with me. It's, uh, it's, it's a little disconcerting sometimes, but I, nothing ever happens, mm-hmm. like with shadow creatures that, I've, you know, that, that you've heard about where they'll stand at the foot of the bed, or even some of the more uh, physical cases where they've been, uh, people will feel weights on their chest. Yes. Um, 
But with, I don't feel it is that, but I've always, I've always wondered because it, it happens often. I, with a 15-pound cat, does does Thomas go around saying, here, doggy, doggy, doggy? <laughs> no, Thomas is pretty much a big scaredy cat. Oh, my He's gosh. a big baby. How about other aspects of the paranormal that we discuss here in the X-Zone? Um, alternative realities, parallel universes, other dimensions. What are your thoughts on those? Well, I I kind of harken back to uh, Lovecraft and a little bit of Carl Sagan. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this universe is so vast um, and so big, and we are... I think we're just small specks in something that is just so huge. It's, it's unimaginable. Um, I've heard different theories where you, 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 some philosophers or scientists or dreamers will say that, you know, our universe is but a speck on the thumb of some giant in another universe. And I thought if that is true, then what about the specs on our thumbs? Are they other universes? And I don't discount I don't discount the the, the fact that there could be other dimensions out there, parallel universes. Mm-hmm. How about UFOs, extraterrestrials, uh, visitors from other planets or dimensions, for that matter? Well, I, once again, I kind of go back to Carl Sagan. I think he. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to get the quote correct, but he he said something along the lines of. Whether we are alone in this universe or not mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh, <laughs> if we're alone, that's interesting. <laughs> if we're the only uh, sentient beings in this entire universe, what does that say about us, our creator, our life? If we're not, that's also amazing because here we are in one little corner of the universe and uh people have claimed to see ufos and and uh aliens and uh i've always wondered why they pick us <laughs> tell me do you think it's possible or that it would be possible for the governments of the world to actually suppress the truth about extraterrestrials and is it possible that the governments of the world have been working in conjunction with ETs for the last 60 years? Wow, that is a... I know that you always hear about shadow governments mm-hmm. and how, uh, how things are kept hidden and classified. There are so many people out there who have reported UFOs, and I, I, and I can't discount... I don't think you can discount everything off, offhand. Right. Uh, I don't know if they're working, I don't think they're working together, per se, mm-hmm. but I believe that uh, there may be a, uh, a national security agency type of, uh, of uh, sh- <laughs> no pun intended, shadow government uh, that may be suppressing something. Uh, you go back to all of the lies and the distortions from uh, the Roswell incident. Uh, and how the, the the truth seemed to change about every month and every year. And I don't think anybody really knows what goes on, up, what, what happened out there. Well, you see, when you look at Roswell, we you know, the way that I look at it is that here we were just coming out of World War II. 
And this happened at the air base, Army Air Base, where the uh, the 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 bombers took off with the two atomic bombs. Is it possible that whatever happened really had nothing to do with extraterrestrials, but it was a great cover story for whatever reason that it, that it was uh, that it was dreamed up? And I have a big problem with the case that Jesse Martell, Mar- Marcel, I'm sorry, the the base intelligence officer went out to Mark Brazel's ranch, picked up some of this debris, and brought it home for his wife and his child to see, breaking the chain of custody. Sure, sure. I think uh, I think that whole era was just fascinating. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, it was the the the, the new age of the atomic era. Yeah. If yeah. you watch the movies from that time, it went from uh, speculative science fiction and or monsters to uh, monsters that were affected by radiation. Uh, you've got the you had the era in the late forties and early fifties of the the giant ants and yeah. the giant cockroaches mm-hmm. and uh, giant bunnies and and things like that that were affected by the atomic bomb. And I think it was something new that was uh, nobody had ever heard of it before. Nobody ever experienced it before. And suddenly we blow up two we blow up two cities in Japan, and now we are faced with a, a new brand new world where things can get destroyed immediately by something that a lot of us don't understand. So I think, yeah, I think the UFO could have been a good uh, 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 cover-up mm-hmm. for some experiments that were going on. You know, I, I, I use Bill Clinton in this analogy, and I've used uh, the former president I don't know how many times, but I'm sure it's in the hundreds by now. <laughs> and, and I use this to show my disbelief in the ability of any government to suppress the information when it comes to a UFO cover-up. For example, here you've got Bill Clinton, who has a presidential affair between the presidential John and the Oval Office in the most secure building in the entire world. Months later, the cat is out of the bag. So if this can happen within the White House, how in the name of heavens... Are you going to hide a crashed UFO with anywhere from three to four aliens? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, I don't think, uh, I think too many people uh, have seen too much Mm -hmm. for anything to be truly suppressed. Uh, I think you can cover up a lot of, uh, a lot of things, uh, a lot of the, the, the black ops experiments, by spinning or by just throwing out the, the, the uh, common term national security. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if something truly landed, I don't think uh, I don't think the government could be able to cover up. No, and you know if, what? If, 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 I, I'm if sorry. You had a lot of people seeing it. You know, I believe in national security. I believe that there are things that we need to know. I think there, I believe there are things we don't need to know. And when it comes to... Uh, you know, us having the upper hand in protecting North America against any threat. I think we have to do what we need to do. And I, for one, am very proud to know that there are men and women sitting in aircraft cockpits at this very moment who would be willing to give their life to protect our freedom. Look how many members of the American Armed Forces and Coalition Forces are in the Middle East just doing that. You and, I, you and I have to take our commercial break. Uh, Stephen, please stand by. Exonation, Stephen. 
Uh, Brayton is our special guest, www.stephenbrayton.com, and we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. Uh, hello? You're still playing that game? Oh, man, it looks like you're in a game days. Yeah, I- I'm getting you Blocks blue light glasses from Zenny. Okay, okay, I'm pausing it. Um, what are Blocks? Well, Blocks glasses help protect your eyes against blue light from digital devices. Sounds like Blocks will let me play longer. Ugh. Add Blocks to any Zenny frame for stylish all-day protection from harmful blue light. Get a complete pair of prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. And get back to gaming. Zenny.com. Eyewear for everyone. Messenger, Exxon Radio TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxoneradiotv.com. Exonation. Stephen Brayton is our special guest. He's the author of Night Shadows. It's due to be released in January of 2011. His website is stephenbrayton.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-B-R-A-Y-T-O-N.com. Stephen, I understand your uh, Louisiana aunt is a ghostwriter. And I understand she had some experiences on a ghost tour of New Orleans. Could you share them with us? Well... As far as, as long as I've known known her, mm-hmm. she has always been into spirituality, and many, many times when they visited from Louisiana, I've, we, we've sat around and watched her pick up a pen mm-hmm. and have a, a sheet of paper in front of her, and she'll just sit and wait. And it may take, oh my gosh, many, anywhere up to five minutes or so before something happens, and she'll just start writing and it's a different 
it's in a different handwriting style than she normally writes. And it'll be from some uh, passed on ancestor or uh, a relative uh, who is maybe from uh, her, her parents' side. And she'll just, uh, she'll just sit there and write maybe a full page before the spirit says, I'm tired now, and maybe it's because <laughs> Aunt Kathy's hand is tired from, from writing all, that, uh, all, all those words. Uh, and then it'll just sign off. And it could be a, um, it could be a letter of... Uh, most of the letters that I've seen are, I don't want to say it, uh, optimistic supportive urging mm-hmm. uh that they do uh you know keep keep doing positive things and uh supporting whatever they're they're involved with is uh the other yes i and i know uh when you're when your aunt is doing this automatic writing mm-hmm. uh, how does she go about it she just sits down relaxes and then bang a spirit moves into her and does all this writing with her Apparently, uh, wow. yeah, we, we'll just uh, we'll just kind of stay quiet and uh, maybe talk and uh, talk amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. and then she'll just have the pen ready to go, and suddenly she just starts writing out of the. There's no, uh, I don't see any reaction in her body, uh, you know how you see on some TV or movies oh, where yeah. they, the the medium stiffens up or anything like that. Uh, she just starts writing sentences and it just, and it's what's neat about it is it is a constant flow of words. There's no pausing. Like she would be thinking about what to say next. It is, it's just constant and line after line until, uh, maybe a pause near the end where she'll wait a little bit and then it'll come back and say, you know, I'm tired now. Uh, go rest, go get some sleep. And uh, I love you, and, and things like that. Does she have any recall of the occurrence as you know after it happens, or is it just oblivious to her? No, she she's actually aware of everything that goes on, and will uh, after it's over, mm-hmm. she'll take a little break, and then we'll say, "Well, I remember one incident when we said, well, that's your writing, though. You you wrote that.'" And she'll take another piece of paper and start writing out uh, words. And it's a different handwriting. Hmm. So something's going on there. I don't think people can change their handwriting that much in order to fool somebody. What happened on the ghost tour in New Orleans? This was this was interesting. She had gone on a one of the New Orleans ghost tours, mm-hmm. and they had entered an old theater uh, from from decades ago. And on the tour she just started feeling a little odd, a little, a little unnerved, a little un- uncomfortable. And I don't know if she passed through cold spots or anything along those lines. She just sort of felt uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. one of the, I, I, I'm not sure, I think it was the tour guide turned around and she was, I believe she was involved with uh, spiritualism and, and, and mediums and things like that. And she turned around and said, well, you have children surrounding you. He said there were several children surrounding her within the aisles of the of the theater, and I thought that's that's incredible. That's that's amazing that she would feel something uh, and and have this around her and have these spirits or ghosts or presences surrounding her and 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 kind of reaching out and touching her. 
Now, I understand that your mother, and is it this aunt who likes to use the Ouija board? Yes, yes. They, uh, I, I was thinking about this, uh, in, in getting, getting in, prepared for your show, and I was wondering why they had done this and uh, why they keep doing this. And, I'm, and I, I, I guess I'll have to ask mom one day. Uh, <laughs> she's probably not going to like me very much talking about it. Uh, but uh, I think part of the reason was because mom and Aunt Kathy were the only two females in, in the family, other than, other than grandma, of course. And the other three children were brothers. And so every time uh, we get together, they pull out the Ouija board um, at one point and start right in. And it's it's interesting to watch. Um, you know, the, the, they really get going. They they the, that pointer uh, really swirls around the board a lot, and it, now it doesn't fly off and then tail itself on the wall like you see in some films or something like that, but. They they will answer some some interesting questions from various family members. But it, does your does your mother or or does your aunt fear that they may actually open a porthole and something negative might come across, or do they just say what what the heck? I've wondered about that a lot too, and I know Dad is not real comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sort of goes in the other room whenever they <laughs> pull out the box. Uh, that has the board in it. Uh, I don't think they're too concerned about that. Um, and none of the other family members who, um, who observe seem overly concerned about it. Um, and so far, nothing untoward has happened. Maybe maybe they take maybe they take precautions prior to using the Ouija board, like uh, imagining themselves in the white light or saying a prayer for protection that we're unaware of. Could be, could be. I know they, I know they tend to not want uh, people around who are laughing and joking. Mm-hmm. I know they try to they try to keep it quiet uh, so they they can concentrate, and it it does seem like they connect with each other when they do this because I'll watch them I'll watch them uh, when they when they put the hands on the pointer and the, th- the fingers on the pointer and when they get going and if they're faking it <laughs> you know they, they, they're, they're, they're doing a pretty good job and I don't and they it's not like they do it every weekend mm-hmm. so they don't have time to, to you know practice their art of deception so you know I, I, I wonder sometimes. Something else I'd like to talk to you about is your nieces and nephews apparently see your grandmother's ghost. Right. I have two, uh, two nieces, two twin nieces. And here a few years ago, well, back in 2001, my mm-hmm. grandmother died. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting the, 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 the way my grandparents have died. In um, 88, my parental grandfather died. Three years later, my parental, or my, my paternal, I should say, uh, grandmother died in 91. Ten years later, the, my maternal grandparents died the same way, 98 wow. and 2001. I thought that was kind of an interesting coincidence. But after the death in early September of, of uh, 2001, 
my nieces, or at least one niece, had woken up from her sleep and said that she saw Grandma standing at the foot of her bed, just sort of watching her. And it wasn't anything scary. Uh, she wasn't frightened. So apparently Grandma was just sort of uh, uh, watching over her. Now, the other, uh, the, the op- sort of the opposite of that was when my aunt and uncle took over the, uh, moved into the house, mm-hmm. they changed around a lot of things, especially in the backyard. They took out the garden that Grandma had uh, tended for many, many years. And at one point, my aunt saw my grandma storm around the corner of the house or the garage, and she was not happy. And she thinks that grandma was not happy that they took away her garden. Unreal, eh? <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've, I talk to many people who say, you know, that if if this was to happen, you know, to them, they wouldn't be upset or that's happened to them and they feel comfortable. I'll tell you something. If I woke up in the middle of the night and saw my deceased grandmother standing at the end of my bed, I I don't think I could be so cool. I, I really don't. I, I agree. I, am, I, I don't quite understand some of these people who see a ghost and say, oh, well, I have a ghost in my house. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. I... Uh, I I get startled easily, and, and if anything, uh, if I hear noises that I, that I don't understand, I'll go search them out. But I'm real wary about doing uh, about doing that. And if I saw something standing in the, the foot of my bed or in the hallway, uh, you could probably hear me on the next block with my screams. Uh, same, same here. Same here. Um, why do you think so many people in today's society are so in? Enthused or so interested in the paranormal? Oh, I don't think it's just today. Uh, I, human beings have been seeing ghosts for for millennia. Uh, I think ever since the, you know ancestors die, they've been seeing ghosts. You go all the way back to uh, biblical times and the how many people uh, had had seen the, the risen Christ uh, right. walking around. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a fascination that has just. It. It's. It sort of recycles itself every now and then when something new comes out or somebody has a new experience. Um, and once again, you, you cannot discount everything out of hand. You can't just say, "Well, everybody is out of their minds, or or they're dreaming, or they're 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 crazy, or they're on drugs." You know, I, I'm. I would bet that that a lot of them do meet those parameters when they see their their ghosts or their shadows but i don't think you can i don't think you can put a label on all of those especially with not with the preponderance of mm-hmm. you know look at how many books and movies and and uh, uh true life experiences that you hear about uh, I, I just don't think you can you can discount all of them and and i was talking earlier to a guest about the uh, all, all the attention and all the hype and all the success that vampire and werewolf uh, television shows and movies are having. Oh yeah, the, the vampires go through a, a cycle. Uh, you know, now it's the we've kind of we're moving through the twilight mm-hmm. uh, with the sparkly vampires. 
that has been a fascination. Everything I think since uh, uh, Max Schreck uh, hit the big screen back in the early 1900s with the with one of the I think one of the scariest vampire movies that not what is it Nosferatu. Uh, I think uh, I think that that was one of the most terrifying in that it was silent, and I think it was one of the first um, uh, times people got to see something visual that only was in their imagination. Uh, yeah, vampires are interesting. Uh, you know, you, you go back to uh, once again the, the, that idea, uh, that type of creature has been around for many many years uh, in. Uh, it shows up. They show up in all kinds of tales from the 17, 1800s. Um, of course, the classic one, Dracula, which I did. A, I did the theme paper in high school on on the uh, Dracul mm-hmm. from Romania, and it was interesting that uh, Bram Stoker, when he wrote the the book, had never visited Romania. And he was it was it was interesting to see his creativeness on on how he described the mountains and the castle. I guess people just like to have the heck scared out of them. That's why they go on amusement rides as well as watch scary movies. Oh sure. Yeah. Oh sure. We always want to be I mean there are enough real horrors in our life in in reality with, you know, Killers and 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 uh, I, I was just looking at something on the internet uh, last night that uh, somebody had placed for a Halloween prank had placed a bunch of decapitated animals along the street. Oh, for God's sake! You know, and I thought eh, it's why, that's why pretty would sick. Do that? Stephen, stand you know? by. You and I have to take our final break. Exo Nation. Stephen Brayton is our guest. He's the author of Night Shadows. His website: www.stephenbrayton. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Do not, I mean do not, go away. But if you have to, we'll be back in a few minutes. Exonation Stephen Brayton has been our guest this hour. He's the author of Night Shadows. It comes out in January of 2011. His website is www.stephenbrayton.com. That's Stephen Brayton. is spelled B-R-A-Y-T-O-N. That's stephenbrayton.com. First of all, Stephen, thank you very much for joining us. A great hour with you. Uh, 
tell me, haunted houses, do you really think that people, or, or I mean homes, can actually be haunted? Well, I have read so many haunted houses haunted house books and you see a lot of the movies and I think that whatever ghosts and or spirits or shadow creatures whatever mm-hmm. they are I think that certain places whether it be a house whether it be a, a school or a theater I think those retain some of the memories of stuff or people or things that have gone by and, and, and happenings that have that have occurred there um I think one of the classic ones is the the Amityville Horror. Oh yeah, that, that was a good. Uh, I think there was, a, I think there was a little bit of. Uh, there's been some controversy on what actually happened. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of people agree that something happened. They're just not sure that what uh, Jay Anton wrote was the total truth. Um, but I, I wonder sometimes too about haunted houses, and and you you get a feeling on some places. Some people get a, a certain feeling when they enter a certain site, whether it be even a, even a shopping mall, you know, it could be, it could be just something that is, is off, uh, like my aunt in the, in the theater. Yeah. That, there are, there are many strange things we do not understand. However, I think as, as we deep, as we, as we start to better understand quantum physics and apply quantum physics to everyday life, many of these unsolved mysteries will be solved. However, having said that, I believe that with every one mystery that is solved, ten more mysteries will occur. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. The technology brings its own uh, marvels and mysteries. Even even if we solve the, the splitting the atom, you get into quantum physics mm-hmm. where it's just a total mystification of what's going on down there. Stephen, I want to thank you again for joining us. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you. Uh you mentioned my website, uh, www.stephenbrayton.com. You may also, uh, on that website is a, a link uh, to my email address, and please send me your stories and tales. I, the, the more information I get, the better I can, uh, better my creative talents will be for the next book. All right, Stephen, thank you very much for joining us. Take care, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thank you very much. All right, goodbye now. Exo Nation, Stephen Brayton has been our guest of this hour. www.stephenbrayton.com Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. Once again, thank you to all our affiliates around the world for carrying us. And uh, thank you, the members of the Exo Nation, for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are in this great big world of ours. If you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss. Tell them they are loved because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow. And if you can help somebody else in your community, it doesn't hurt to be kind. So until tomorrow night, always remember, Exo Nation, to keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now. Go home, but you can't stay. This Father's Day, don't miss the movie that soars above the hype. Nice. Woo! And is one of the greatest movies ever made. Oh, having any fun yet? Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick, rated PG-13.
Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. Guess what? You are not alone. Support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help you find a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churches.care.com to explore the possibilities. Churchescare.com. Dot com.